Hey, Max. Yeah, Jose? I've, uh, I've got something to say. Oh, shoot. What, it, what is it? What do you have to say? I've actually, I've got a couple things to say, but... Wait, a couple they, things? Yeah, but they're in ASMR. So I've got something to say in ASMR. Okay, well, I don't... I don't you, have anything... I don't have a problem with that, but I don't have a problem with ASMR, but do I have to change the name of the show to Max and Jose have a couple things to say? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's all right. It'll, we rebranded everything. It's fine. It's good. It Jose, you, you can say that, but I do all the branding work here. Yeah, exactly. Which I, It's fine. What's the big I don't understand? What's the big I don't understand? Yeah, what's the big I don't understand? I don't you always that, say that. <laughs> might be wondering max and listeners maybe not so much max but maybe listeners yeah i don't what wonder is, anything yeah he's a he's he's a dumb I'm he's a, a dummy, big dummy dummy he's a dummy, dummy dummy what is asmr well asmr is autonomous sensory meridian response it's a tingling that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine or in other words a brain gasm. <laughs> All right. Well, well, hang think, on, hang on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Just, just my first reaction to you saying that word uh-huh. is two things. One, right, yucko. Right. Yeah, for sure. And two, uh, <laughs> one time I was reading it. You know those head scratcher things, those head massage. Yeah. Things it's yeah, like a yeah, whisk, yeah, but yeah. it's open. Yeah, yeah. I was reading about those once in a car with like a bunch of people from my choir. A car. <laughs> a car. This is Benedict but, uh, Cumberbatch. It's Benedict does Cumberbatch. American and Doctor Strange. It's a callback. It's a callback. Um, it's a callback. But uh, yeah. and I was like, oh, it's also called an orgasmatron, <laughs> and then everyone went, oh, Uh-oh. and I was like, what? <laughs> what? And they were like, well. You know, and I was like, what? And then they were like, Max. <laughs> and I read it oh, again, yeah, and I was like, right. oh. <laughs> oh, oh. And so, I got really embarrassed. But uh, <laughs> anyways, back to your whole braingasm shtick. All right. Right. So the reason it, people refer to it as braingasm, and I think that there's often a misconception about ASMR. Can ASMR be erotic? Sure. I mean, anything can be erotic. Regular podcasting can be erotic for some people, right? We're really pushing the boundaries of <laughs> this episode. But braingasm, it just means that uh, a lot of similar um, responses occur with your body when you're affected by ASMR. But it doesn't, ASMR is not necessarily sexual, not, nor does it, um, uh, you know, arouse your physical body exactly the same way. So I think that there's a, there's a, I think the stigma has gone away now. Yeah. And the misconception has gone away a little bit more now because it's expanded into, into the popular uh, social uh, perception or uh, social view. Like in the, it's in the social attention span of people now, like more people are aware of what it is. So get that out of the way. Right. I think, um, it's interesting because Do you mean the public conscience? That's what I meant. Yeah, I the couldn't social, think of the word. What the social say? view. The social view, the social mindset. The social mindset. The, the public, public conscience. conscience. Yeah. Um, I first uh, realized that because ASMR is interesting because it's been around um, and I'll link some some articles I read about whether or not ASMR is real or is it pseudoscience the cons- the consensus among the scientific community is that it is and that you do act because of the physical responses. But it's interesting because although people have been responding like, you know, to ASMR-like things throughout all of time, it wasn't until like 2000, I want to say like 2009 and forward that it was like given a, a name and really like, oh, this is a thing that occurs. Like everybody was like, oh, yeah, I've had this. Or some people were like, everybody no, I've never. Everybody said that. Everybody everyone, said that. Do you remember that? On the, we were walking down the, the road and everybody was like, was like yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? ASMR is real. And everyone, yeah. everyone but, said and, that in unison at the same time. Right. The interesting thing about ASMR that we should talk about now 
is that ASMR doesn't affect everyone, right? So there might be some people who listen to this and they're like, oh, these guys are just talking kind of weird. Like me. Yeah, like you. You're not affected by ASMR, right? I, I'm I'm not. I mean, there are sounds that I find mm-hmm. like pleasant. Like I love right. I love submarine sonar noises for some reason. But do those do they do they invoke a like calming, relaxing feeling to you? I don't know. I mean, because that's par- the difference, right? But see, then I think, well, maybe I'm just convincing myself that's what that feeling is, or maybe yeah. I I don't know. It's just a mm-hmm. nice sound. But yeah, overall, I I would I wouldn't. I wouldn't claim that I am someone who is affected by this yeah. necessarily. For years, I was like, no. And then and then I was like, oh, no, yeah, I am. Because I think when I first realized it was like, I was one of, like in school, like in third, one of the first instances I can think of was in third grade. I had this teacher who had a very like, um, like rich t- timber of a voice. You know what I mean? Like a very, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, he, he was like one of those, like, like, I wanted to be quiet in the classroom kind of thing. And so he would call you over to his desk and be like, hey, look, you did this wrong or whatever. But he would kind of talk in like a quieter tone. And I was like, whoa, that was like relaxing as heck. And then like I realized later, like when I'm in a situation like that, where I'm like in an interview or something, and it's really quiet and you just hear like the background noise and just the person talking, I'm deeply relaxed. I'm not aroused, but I'm deeply relaxed, right? I'm not going into job interviews. Sounds like, like that's what someone who gets <laughs> roused would say. I, I'm in a I'm <laughs> job not aroused, interview. I promise. I'm just relaxed. And they're like, I'm just okay, relaxed. So you didn't have to say that. I would not have known. Okay. <laughs> You're just interrupting people all the time, just like, I'm not I'm aroused. aroused. And they're like, mm. oh, nobody said you were. That's fine. Okay. But well, no, that, I realized weird that you said that at all. <laughs> I realized that those settings like relax me. And that's when I was like, well, I, I think I might be affected by ASMR. And mm. in recent years, just because my sleeping schedule is whack, I have found myself almost every night watching something ASMR related to to help mm-hmm. get me to sleep. And that's that's my biggest uh, exposure to ASMR is as a tool to find relaxation and to to be able to fall asleep sometimes mm. when like i find myself very anxious or or you know where you get like in your head a lot and you're like trying not to relax i will watch an asmr episode but most often than not i will watch somebody do asmr before i go to sleep or a bob ross painting video because bob a ross, bob is ross. ASMR. i will watch a a bob ross if you a will bob ross if you will yeah but i am intrigued uh, as someone who isn't affected by ASMR, like you mentioned, the sonar noise. Are there any other noises, or strange things? Um, Not even noises, like like physical, like like um, visual stimuli that that sort of that you find relaxing or intriguing. Mm. I can give you some examples if you want. Well, do you, if you can, like examples of my of, of what some of my me? and oh. see if. That'll. I thought you were like, do you want me to tell you what relaxes you, Max? And I'm like, please. I've noticed some things, Max. (laughs) You're always relaxed when someone's chewing. And I'm like, no, that that irritates me. What are you talking about? When somebody's getting stabbed, you are like, oh, yeah, I'm at peace. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. No, that's not (laughs) true. That's not true. I did not. I did not. Um, I like like, uh, keys typing. um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like in a in a quiet setting, like this, like of a quiet setting, like this. Or here's a visual one. You know when you fill like a jar up with dirt or like sand, and it's kind of like flowing over the top, and you take like a knife or something, oh, and you yeah. make it flat. Okay, yeah. I really it's like, like that. It's like those like oddly satisfying videos. Yes. Yeah. That show yeah, up on exactly. Instagram yeah. and YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I like a that word. Bob Ross, if you a will. Bob Ross, if you will. Do you have anything like that? Um, visually, I don't know. Uh, I do have a playlist called Imaginary mm-hmm. Nights, which is Ooh. just calming music that I will listen to as I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Or it, um, I have another playlist of just like film scores that oh. that starts out kind of exciting that I can like study to or work out to, and then it eventually turns into just like more quiet, uh, somber pieces or quiet pieces and. I'll listen to those when I meditate. Ah, uh, yes. I do a lot of, uh, I will listen to like a relaxing music when I meditate. Mm. Um, yeah. But that's that's pretty much it for me. I mean, sonar, I really like. 
Interesting. Uh, but, That's an interesting I, one, really. I, I yeah, think that is very... I'm actually terrified of the ocean, so it doesn't really make any sense to me. <laughs> like, I don't know that. I do. I really like. Um, for some reason, I re- this isn't something that I can like easily listen to right. or find, but mm. just like a distant train whistle, like mm. a train horn yes. in the distance, just. It reminds me yes. of summer nights as a kid in my yeah. room. I would just like be up at like ten, and I yeah. would hear a, a train out out we, by West Mountain. Just yeah. Like, see, when we when we used to live down by the the temple, I could hear the train. Um, yeah. From from that room, and at night that would always I was like ah, there's that train. Yeah, that night train. And that train sound. would be like, hello, it's me, the train, and I'd be like, hey, I lived in the Thomas the Tank Engine neighborhood. <laughs> hello, it's me, the train. And then hey, you were and, a weird little wax figurine yeah. of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Making a surprised face. Yeah. And then Ringo Starr is like I was just gonna say that. Jose I had no was... idea about the Ringo Starr thing. Well he he was only he It was, was only like three years. He was there for three years before we were born. Yeah, I know, but and I then, still I I don't know. Growing up for me it was actually it was Alec Baldwin who Whoa. who narrated. He's in a there's a live action Thomas the Tank Engine movie. Uh, oh, well it has oh. real people in it. But it's got the normal trains. The trains oh. aren't live action. Um, oh. And they are. What? It's oh. like, you know, it's, it's Thomas the Tank Engine, but with <laughs> yeah, real yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but not as the trains. It's not a Cats 2019. I know what you're saying. Okay. Well, Alec Baldwin's in it. He plays the conductor. <laughs> yeah. I really like the sounds of a neighborhood, like sprinklers mm. and like dogs. Oh, Like okay, even a yeah. dog barking in the distance kind yeah. of thing. Like I really like reading in my backyard. Um, yeah, because my, my neighbors, I mean, not right now cause it's like winter slash spring here, but in the summer, my neighbors like sprinklers would be going off and then like a dog, like across the canal would be barking, but it's far away enough that I'm like, Oh, but this is kind of nice. Like this is suburbia. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally yeah. get that. Uh, a summer evening, like as the sun yes. is setting and there's like yes. the distinct birds from this area, mm-hmm. or, you know, the crickets chirping. We don't really have cicadas here. We do don't know. No, but, not uh, really. But we have other, bugs we have other that make bugs similar that go sounds. like similar sounds. Hello, I'm a cicada, they say. And then you go, that's not a real cicada. And they go, ah, you got me. I like the sound. Anytime I'm watching a movie and a car pulls up on a gravel. Um, I really oh. like that. I like the sound of like tires crunching on gravel. That's nice. Yeah. Um, this is not a uh, visual or audio, but it's more of a like a like a physical feeling. I like laying. On, this is, see, this is, it's okay because this is like weird or strange things. Uh, lying on the floor, especially if it's no, like yeah. concrete or cement, like a harder oh. surface. Oh. I don't know why. No, I but, mean like, that is a thing. Like my. Of like many like my like my dad and my sister mm-hmm. and me, we all enjoy lying on the floor every once in a while. Yeah. I talk to my girlfriend about this too. It's like it grounds you. Yeah, it's grounding. I'd have never really laid on cement though. I think it I just reminds on, me like, of the like carpeted floor. Yeah, I like that too. But it reminds me of like childhood, like running around the park or whatever, and you're like, ah, and you like laid down on the cement because it was oh, cold. Oh wow, I don't know. <laughs> it's very specific. No, that makes sense. Jared Leto's Joker laugh. That always really relaxes me. No, it doesn't. Shut up. No, it doesn't. Shut up. That. Shut up. Okay. Is there any? <laughs> is there any other uh, things that might relax you, that are maybe a little out there, or or strange, Doctor Strange, car, car. <laughs> um. Uh, just like a like if someone, just like like my mom used to do this when she would sing a lullaby to me when I was a very little kid. Mm-hmm. She would like. Like last week, yeah. All right. What what is this? What is this? <laughs> what is Why are you coming for me today? What is this, Jose? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> May sorry. your hair be brittle and no your s- and your hearing leave you. No so you bats. can never experience ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm no, sorry. That's, that's too mean. I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Um but when she would sing this very specific lullaby, there was a moment where she talks about the wind and then when she did that, she would like oh, blow on my yes. neck and stuff and to this yes. day uh, if someone does that, then it's it's very relaxing to me. Yeah. Or um, playing with my hair, like kind of massaging my head. Yeah, my mom used to do that to me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's also. that's yeah. also very uh, relaxing to me. But yeah. again, mostly just quiet music. Yes. And uh, again, the sonar noise thing is like interesting because it does kind of like, it makes my brain go like, whoa. But it's whoa. not something I listen to to go to sleep. Because not honestly, right, for sure. you'd think there would be more uh, samples of that available, yeah. but there isn't. 
it's hard to ASMR find artists listening to this. There's your niche audience right there. And I'm Strictly also naval. <laughs> I'm also content. like, because sometimes it'll be like ocean noises, and I'm like, mm, no, that's no. terrible. I I don't I want don't, that. I am I terrified of whales. Whoa. We harmonize there as whales. We whalemanized. I'm sorry. What? A, okay. Braingasm. Whalemanized. Mm. Yeah. I don't know the if trigger for this. <laughs> they're, they're ASMR triggers. Those are my triggers. Is there any, Is let's just make this very brief, but is yeah. there one sound that's kind of quieter that unsettles you? Not annoys you, but unsettles you. <clears throat> Yes. Um, For some people, it's like kind of a, like maybe like a moist, like a, like a, you know, like oh, that makes people yes. uncomfortable. Do you For me, the, it's interesting that some people are, are relaxed or at the very least aren't unbothered by this, but any sort of lower, like in, frequency noise, you know what I mean? Not white noise, but like right. any sort of ringing. Okay. And there's some people that are like, ah, oh, see, I like that. And I'm like, whoa, weird. I hate, I hate any sort of ringing. <laughs> Yucko to that, I say. Yucko. I went with a friend. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, what was that? That was our dryer. I think it was the next door neighbor's dryer, like the the downstairs tenants. Oh, weren't they moving yeah. out? Yeah, they were supposed to have, and they still haven't. I'm very upset Yo, about you it. You go over there, and there's like the whole place is vacant. It was a ghost. Like wow. they did move out, but then a ghost is just doing its laundry. It's just doing its laundry. It's ghost laundry. A ghost, ghost laundry. La ghost laundry. Anyway, so yeah. to, in order to keep this fresh and interesting, I didn't want to devote an hour to strictly ASMR because you can go get that anywhere, right? I wanted us to maybe tackle some. Walk down to the convenience store. Walk down. Buy Hello, say, can I have an hour can long I, ASMR? Can I have some ASMR, please? And they're like, you goes, why are you minutes? talking like that? <laughs> yeah. Who are you? Max, are I know you. you. I've, 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 I've watched you grow up. You're not British. And then I just walk out. And then just leave. And you go to the other convenience store and you say, hello. <laughs> Can I have some hour-long ASMR? And then that guy's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> that's on that shelf over there. <laughs> thanks. It's a can of ASMR. It's you crack it open ASMR. and you hold it up to your ear. No, you crack it open and it goes, Tss. Hello. It's just, oh yeah, I forgot to mention, very fam we should have uh, very famous ASMR openings. They always start their videos like this. They're like, hello, it's me, whatever my ASMR artist name is. <laughs> so that's what it can. When you open Jose, can, your ASMR like, artist name is Jose SMR. It's me, Jose SMR. What is it? Jose SMR. Jose SMR. It's, Jose it's SMR. A, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. So I wanted us, I thought, what would be something that would be funny to talk about in a hush style voice? You know what I landed on? Well, I know. Are you well, asking you the know. audience or are you asking me? Anybody. Please, someone tell me. I don't remember. I'm <laughs> what losing did I land mind. on? I don't remember. <laughs> Strange celebrity feuds. Or just kind of funny celebrity feuds. Strange And a lot of these aren't even feuds. to me. They're, they're just more sort of that song incidents. from Toy Story? Yes. The first Toy, toy Story, the first Toy Story? Yes. The, they're more incidents. That song doesn't that get occurred. as much as much play as <laughs> You've Got a Friend in Me. But, but I, it's, toy story song I remember again. it being all right. It's, yeah, it plays during that montage all, where uh, where Woody is what looking around and there's a montage where all of the oh, Woody stuff around yes. Andy's room becomes Buzz Lightyear stuff. Yes. And it's like, strange things are happening. See, I remember the Jesse one more. Well, yeah, everyone to were, Jesse. That's in the second one. Yeah, I know that's, that's in the That's in Toy Story 2, the second Toy the Story 2. The second Toy Story 2. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, anyway, here's our first strange celebrity feud, or just funny celebrity feud. It happened between Jonah Hill... And CNN anchor Don Lemon, and this is how it went. Okay, you you you're on the link there. Yeah, hang on, I gotta turn off my ad blocker. Gotcha, gotcha. So let me give a little bit of background. So CNN anchor Don Lemon. This happened back in um, oh boy, 2011, I think, or 12. He had just finished. Yeah, it would have been 2000. It's 2012. The article he, says. He had just finished uh, election coverage, and he was waiting in a hotel room. He approached 
Jonah Hill uh, to tell him that he was a fan. Um, but apparently, the whole interaction was not up to Don Lemon's standards. Because afterwards, Don Lemon got on Twitter and he said, "And uh, do you want to be Don Lemon or do you want to be Jonah Hill? I can Jonah be Don Hill? Lemon. I don't know what Don Lemon sounds like. Uh, it's fine. Just, just I'm just doing it in ASMR. Yeah, yeah, just doing it in ASMR. I said hi to Jonah Hill in the hotel. Think he thought I was Bellman. Didn't know his name till Bellman told me. A lesson to always be kind. So it's a, it's a first thing. Think off, he a, thought I was Bellman. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a superhero. 2012. Like, 2012. Twitter's a riot. Oh, it is. It makes me think that Don Lemon has this imaginary friend named Bellman. <laughs> think he thought I was Bellman. Obviously, I wasn't. But it's it's also a, it's a it's a cryptic sort of tweet because he says, "Think he thought I was Bellman. Didn't know his name till Bellman told me." So, who didn't know his name? He didn't know Jonah Hill's name? Then he, why did then he why go did he up say to him? hi to him? Exactly. He, right? he recognized him. He so, was like, that's the guy. From get him to the Greek, because that would have been his... <laughs> I love that this, art, this article does credit Jonah Hill as the star of get him to the Greek, yeah. which I don't think I've heard of before. I've heard of it, but I've never wanted to but see it. But that was not super bad? No. No, right, yeah. Um, so... Jonah Hill responded via Twitter, and he removed his tweets, but he wrote back saying, I said hi. What do you want me to do? Move in with you? I was in a hurry. Didn't realize you were a 12-year-old girl. Peace. All right, well, that's... Hmm, right? I don't know if I like that response. I feel like, first of all, it's calling someone a 12-year-old girl shouldn't be an insult, and it's it's not not. a good insult, and it's just mean to everyone right yeah it's for sure not good but it, it's 2012 jonah hill it's 2012 so. jonah hill so he's not as socially uh conscious he hasn't made mid-90s yet <laughs> so then john lemon john lemon john lennon came <laughs> back from the dead oh hey Don jonah lemon. hill <laughs> hey hey jonah hill do you know who bellman is <laughs> i am the bellman oh my god do you get it like i am yeah. the Eggman. Yeah. Don Lemon responded with, Hardly. You're not my type, but I know Rude, and you were. So, Jonah Hill didn't like the accusation, and he tweeted back, I walked out of the restroom and found you waiting for me. Shook hands, said hi, and was on my way. Sorry if you found that rude. Which, ouch, Jonah Hill. Because that's, you know, it's, that's that classic thing where it's like, I'm sorry if you were offended by that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, so then so Lemon the, just responded with. Lemon says, at Jonah Hill, was waiting for luggage. Bellman. <laughs> Bellman and I laughed at how self-important you were. Just being honest. Be nice. Stardom is fleeting. Fleeting. Fleeting? Fleeting. fleeting. Yeah. So then, Jonah Hill didn't respond after that, but (laughs) apparently Don Lemon was still so hurt by the interaction, this is the part that cracks me up, that he proceeded to go on CNN and just talk about the incident on air. (laughs) And just, he's been, you know, up until this point, he's a a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? He's been covering the election. And then he just goes on to be like, hey, Jonah Hill is mean to me. <laughs> like, used his platform. No, to be there's like, no story here, Jose. No, this there is, isn't. No. This is just two guys said hi to yeah. each other. Yeah. Well, that's Don, what I'm saying. Apparently, it, Don Lemon was hurt that he just said hi. And he's still hi. hurt to this day about it. <laughs> okay, this next one is, uh, is a feud that occurred between or an encounter. Maybe the feud isn't the right words. Maybe maybe sort of entanglements. Uh, that occurs oh, this between... is from 2011. Yeah, this is oh, between you dug deep for Alec this. Baldwin. And by deep, I mean 10 years ago? 10 years ago. Between Alec Baldwin and American Airlines. So, mm, this is the story as it goes. celebrity, American Airlines. Yeah, right? So, he was booted off a flight because he refused to turn off his cell phone after the plane's doors were closed for the departure. That was what the airline reported. 
Um, and I will, uh, uh, let's see, I, I'll be American Airlines if you want to be Alec Baldwin in this situation. So American Airlines said, The passenger was extremely rude to the crew, calling them inappropriate names and using offensive language. But then Baldwin came back in a column that he posted, it was posted on Huffington Post. Published by published, the Huffington sorry, Post. <laughs> where he apologized to the fellow passengers that were delayed by the incident, but he blamed the flight attendant who, quote, singled me out to put my phone away. So, and then he said, I guess the fact that this woman, who had decided to make some example of me while everyone else was left undisturbed, did get the better of me. So, he, and I don't know if they mention it in this article, but he says that when he, he wasn't. He got in trouble because he he was playing words with friends, <laughs> and he refused to stop playing words with friends. So the airline said that he walked. He got up. Well, the seatbelt sign was on, and he 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 walked to the bathroom, and slammed the lavatory door so hard, the cockpit crew heard it, and became alarmed. Even with the cockpit door closed and locked, they immediately contacted the cabin crew to check on the situation and given the facts above the passenger was removed from the flight and denied boarding so okay wait so just to recap so mm -hmm. far yeah alec baldwin got on a plane right and he was he was playing he was words so invested with in words with friends yeah that he refused to turn his phone off and put it away even though like in like 30 or 40 minutes, you'll be able to turn it right back on again, right? Right, yeah. Isn't that, so, I mean, maybe that wasn't the case in 2011? Well, it, it is interesting because other passengers, not to give any credit to, to either side in this, but other passengers did come forward and they were like, well, we were still on our phones and we weren't asked. It was just him. Right, well, he's Alec Baldwin. Well, he's Alec Baldwin, he's right? He's the Oscar, boss baby. Oscar De La Hoya, the, the boxer, was also on the flight. And was like, yeah, no, it seems like that flight attendant did overreact. But I, well, anyway, a short time later, if you scroll down this article to where it says a short mm -hmm. time later, um, Baldwin tweeted to his nearly 6,000 followers at the time. And he said, flight attendant on American reamed me out for playing words with friends while we sat at the gate, not moving. So... <laughs> Then a CNN anchor, Brooke Baldwin, of no relation, tagged Alec Baldwin in a tweet asking about words with friends, and the actor replied, It's, well, addicting. <laughs> so, um, later on, right, I think oh, this is funny. No, and then he said something really distasteful. Yeah, yeah, which we're not going to include. <laughs> So later on, why are you defending him? No, I just don't think we should appear better. Yeah, we should give. Yeah. So later on, no, for, for sure not. The airline added that Baldwin was extremely rude, right? Mm -hmm. But he got some positive affirmation from the company partially responsible uh, for his words with friends affinity. So Zynga, the company that created <laughs> words with friends, <laughs> sent out a tweet to show solidarity. With the actor and they said hey at american air don't ground at alec baldwin for playing for playing absurd is worth at least 11 points in words with friends the company later tweeted a photo of a words with friends board that displayed the words let alec play <laughs> so oh boy i think he's refused to, to to get on an american airlines flight since um, but well, that's a Wendy's who? Zynga is my favorite corporate Twitter account. Yeah, bring bring Zynga back. That's what I have to say. Are they dead? No, I think they're still around. This next one, though, Max, is actually a celebrity feud. This is our first one. From here on, they are just celebrity feuds. And this one has lasted decades. So, this next one concerns Richard Gere and Sylvester Stallone. Have I told my Richard Gere story on this uh, podcast yet? Zynga is still around. Oh, good. They Have I told my Richard Gere story? Important. Yo, they on made Farmville too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I guess. I... Yo, Farmville is still. Wait, they're still tweeting about Farmville two as of a oh, day ago. No. Who's playing Farmville two? 
my probably like one of my aunts in yeah. Mexico or something. Maybe all, maybe all of our listeners play play yeah, Farmville too, just and I've alienated, alienated our entire audience. Um, Richard Gere, who has been in my life uh, more than I have wanted him to be in the past year, because I don't think I've told it on this store on this podcast. But uh, at a student where we were doing an exercise where they had to try to oh write gosh, persuasive. <laughs> to persuade us to go to one place or the other and she chose the beach and one of her reasons to try to persuade people was that you might encounter celebrities and the celebrity example <laughs> that, that this 10 year old 11 year old fifth grader chose was none other than mothman prophecies <laughs> star richard Gere. And I was baffled because I know who Richard Gere is, right? I'm, 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 I have no life, and I, right. and I surround my life with movies. Right. And, but oh. I was baffled as to why an 11-year-old Utah girl would know who Richard Gere was. And I, I stopped and I said, how do you know who Richard Gere is? And she was like, I don't know. I just know who he is. And I was like, what? why did you choose him as an example? And she was like, because he's good. And I was like, <laughs> And so she, that was it. But I, I, that encounter stuck with me. So most uh, people might have heard of this one, but no. maybe they haven't. Oh, of this so, feud? Yeah. Okay. So Richard Gere and Sylvester Stallone's contentious relationship began years ago when the two actors were set to star in 1974's The Lords of Flatbush. Gere was set to play protagonist Chico Tyrell, a part that was eventually played by actor Perry King. But Stallone and Gere didn't get off well. There was one incident that got Gere fired from the movie, mm. and Sylvester Stallone actually opened up about the drama in an interview with Ain't It Cool, revealing that the incident actually involved <laughs> Richard Gere's lunch in one particular moment that royally pissed off Sly as he told it. Would you, would you read this for us, please, Max? Yeah. This is Sylvester Stallone. He would strut around in his over... Is this a good Stallone? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. He would strut around in his oversized motorcycle jacket like he was the baddest knight at the round table. One day, during an improv, he grabbed me. We were simulating a fight scene and got a little carried away. I told him in a gentle fashion to lighten up, but he was completely in character and impossible to do. Okay, what? Then we were rehearsing at Coney Island, and it was lunchtime, so we decided to take a break. And the only place that was warm was in the back seat of a Toyota. Who's Toyota? My to it. Who knows? It was the Bellman's Toyota. Yeah, Bellman was there. <laughs> he thought I was Bellman. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating a hot dog, and he climbs in with a half a chicken covered in mustard with grease nearly dripping out. <laughs> with grease nearly dripping out of the aluminum wrapper. I said, that thing is going to drip all over the place. He said... Don't worry about it. I said, if it gets on my pants, you're going to know about it. <laughs> he proceeds to bite into the chicken, and a small greasy river of mustard lands on my thigh. <laughs> it escalates, man. So quickly. Yeah. I elbowed him in the side of the head and basically pushed him out of the car. The director had to make a choice. One of us had to go. One of us had to stay. <laughs> Richard was given his walking papers into this day. Seriously dislikes me. Um, can you uh, imagine if we went out to lunch and you were eating something really messy and I was like, hey, you better not get that on me, huh? And then you were like, ah, oh, come on, settle down, man. And, like, you bit into something, and it actually splashed on me. And instead of just being like, oh, it's all right, let me wipe it, I just elbowed you in the head. <laughs> like, and <boom>. then <laughs> someone, had to someone had to decide who, who would which stay. of us would stay at yeah. the restaurant yeah, or wherever we were eating lunch. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I just okay. think that's so funny that he says... He says the director had to make a choice. Yeah. One of us had to go. Mm -hmm. One of, 
or you could just talk about it like normal. Well, you could people. not elbow you people could not in the elbow head. Elbow Richard Gere in the head for getting because mustard he got on your pants. mustard on you. I mean, it sounds like Richard Gere was being a little difficult, but also they they both probably were being difficult. They're both drama queens. Also, right? they should have just provided more than just one car to keep people warm. Oh, for sure, right? Well, anyway, so um, it was so apparently. Well, it seems that it might have that the departure from the movie by Richard Gere was uh, silly because it was over mustard stain. Stallone has said that it was the principle, principle of it all that really bothered him. So huh. uh, it seems like they've never made up, but the feud does go a, f- a step further. <laughs> As some have speculated that Sylvester Stallone may have been responsible for the infamous Richard Gere gerbil rumor. So... While Richard Gere is known, talk about this. <laughs> while Richard Gere is known for his roles in movies like Chicago and Pretty Women, or Woman, Pretty Women, Pretty Women, he's he's also the subject of a bizarre scandal that has followed him for many years. So in the eighties and nineties, a rumor swirled I don't... that Gear was rushed into emergency surgery after inserting. A living gerbil into his rectum. So the why do you rumor, have to use the word rectum? Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> the why rumor you, indicates that he went to the ER. Were, if our listeners were lucky enough to not know this, why are you telling them this? <laughs> I have to tell. I have to tell them. You don't. So the rumor says that he went to the to the ER and he had to have it removed. And it was a, it's an insane rumor that that, has, that was brought up in Saturday Night Live and and Wes Craven's Scream. So, the rumors have floated for years that it was Sylvester Stallone that made up the story um, because of, of, of the mustard incident. And while Richard Gere only seldom references the gerbil rumor, there isn't a ton of information regarding, regarding his side of the ongoing feud with Sylvester Stallone. He recently mentioned the gerbil around 10 years ago when explaining why he tries not to read too much uh, press of tabloids as he told Village Voice Max can you read this for why, us why am I reading Richard Gere okay, You're reading fine, Richard I'll, Gere. I'll read it I stopped reading the press a long time ago lots of crazy things came up about me at first especially from the tabloids <laughs> there is an infamous Gear stuck a hamster up his bum <laughs> urban myth <laughs> first off Richard Gere it's a gerbil get the facts right um, you, well, you anyway. want this man to memorize this weird, weird, terrible rumor about him? Yeah, yeah. So you Stallone has right. as Stallone has denied this accusation that the gerbil's uh, story came from him, and he said in, uh, recently brought up uh, the 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 incident, and this is what he had to say. He even thinks I'm the individual responsible for the gerbil rumor. Not true. But that's the rumor. See, that makes me think it is true. <laughs> I don't think it is. What, no, what, not that the not that the gerbil this, thing is true. No, but what from this quote makes you think that Stallone is the one who started it? It's the ellipses. Not yeah, true. But that could just be someone's transcription. But that's of it. the rumor. You would have to listen to the original quote to know truly what true, he says. True. True. I guess this could be someone's biased uh, <clears throat> transcription of it. I'm well, not anyway. defending Richard Gere or Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. I don't. What do you think? Like what do you think of that feud? That's one of my favorite feuds, I think, because it's a mustard, it's a mustard stain that started it. You know, I think that's ridiculous, and these men need to grow up. <laughs> well, they have; they're in their seventies. Yeah, but you, they're still feuding. That's oh stupid. yeah, for sure. It was it's a mustard stupid. stain, mm-hmm. you dummy. Um, okay, this next one, I think you might have heard of it. I think this one's perfect because you do a pretty good Vin Diesel. This <laughs> it's just Sylvester Stallone, but another octave down. Right. This is the, 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 the feud between Vin Diesel and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It started in 2016 during the last week of Fast and Furious 8 filming when he broke the news that Dwayne The Rock Johnson, that not everything was, was uh, rainbows and, 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 and kisses. Is that right? Is that a saying? Do people say that? I don't I know. Yes, The Rock can say it. The what, are te- what are you going to do? Tell him he's wrong? No. He'll crush you. Well, anyway, he posted about how things weren't as, as they seemed behind the the scenes, and he hashtagged the post with zero t- 
Here, let me do my best, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Zero tolerance for candy asses. No, it's a little more fun. Like, zero tolerance. No, I can't do it. Zero tolerance for candy asses. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Thereby bestowing the, the whole kerfuffle with the name The Candy Ass Feud. So. <laughs> Isn't that that children's, that young adult children's book from Utah? I think so, the yeah. Candy candy ass wars. <laughs> the Candy Ass Feud. They go Candy the Shop Wars. And, and then, then it's then the Candy, candy Ass, ass Feud. feud. <laughs> yeah, that's the sequel. <laughs> so, the whole feud started because he said, he said that a lot of, he, he uh, there were a lot of people that were fine with him, but then he said, some male co-stars conduct themselves as stand-up men and true professionals, while others don't. The ones that don't are too chicken shit to do anything about it. Candy asses, like my favorite book series. <laughs> so then he said, when you watch this movie next April, and it seems like I'm not acting in some of these scenes, and my blood is legit boiling, you're right. So this is leading up to Fate of the Furious? Mm-hmm. So then fast forward to, to August of 2016. Um, there was a secret meeting between both sides of the feud. Um, and people started pointing fingers, uh, uh, anonymous crew members, that it was Diesel who was the focus of the feud. So then uh, The Rock wrote another caption saying that everything was fine, saying, Family's going to have differences of opinion and fundamental core beliefs. To me, conflict can be a good thing when it's followed by great resolution. I was raised on healthy conflict and welcoming. And like any family, we get better from it. And then, <laughs> a groggy Vin Diesel celebrates the end of filming by spinning up a tale about his daughter learning the word happy and then takes a severe 90-degree turn, ending the story with a serious-sounding... <clears throat> so give me a second, and I will tell you everything. Everything. So, his defensive words seem to implicate himself as said candy ass hmm. but he never delivered his on his promise also his favorite children's book <laughs> children's book Young but he never delivered right. on his promise and the wound stayed open and then the rock posts an uh, a post on instagram calling everyone out by name to thank them but diesel was not on the list right Whoa. yeah and then in september uh and social media is kind of stupid isn't it oh it's the dumbest thing that's what these yeah um, Michelle Rodriguez confirms the feud, saying, Any human being who knows what men are like knows to stay out of those situations and let them figure it out. And then in November, the feud was good for the family because The Rock told the LA Times, I was very clear with what I said. I've been in the game a long time. And then I imagine he did that like chuckle that he does. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. You know what I mean? And then in 2017, Diesel alluded to the feud without any specifics, saying, I don't think the world really realizes how close we are, in a weird way. I think some things may be blown out of proportion. I don't think that was his intention. I <laughs> this is an impression of him in the movies. He doesn't sound like this. Have you seen his, have you seen his Facebook Live videos? Yeah. Unfortunately. They're, they're insane. Yeah, he's, he's, just, yeah. he's such a weird guy. I mean... Yeah. I don't know, man. If we want to work in this industry, should we be? Yeah, no, I think it's fine. I think I've I've already got nervous anything, with our Marvel. Nervous I've with already our... I've already shut myself out by everything I've said in Captain's Log. Like the first couple episodes are me talking about this feud. So I think I'm I'm done. <laughs> I don't think that was his intention. I know he appreciates how much I work at this franchise. In my house, he's Uncle Dwayne. It's not always easy being an alpha, and it's two alphas. <laughs> Being an alpha is sometimes a pain in the... And then but is what it says here. But I'm assuming that he didn't say but. Yeah. So, with six days to go until the movie opened, The Rock told Entertainment that the beef was a matter of different philosophies. And Diesel, who was on the red carpet, said of Johnson, We still love each other. That's my boy. And I was making that difficult decision. Should there be an eight or not? I called Dwayne and he said... Brother, I will be there shoulder to shoulder with you to make sure it's the best movie in history. And he delivered. Well, 
All right. I would argue that he didn't. I would argue that yeah, that's yeah. not the best Fast, that is, not even that's the, not best even the Fast, Fast and Furious, and Furious movie. No. That's number seven by far. Yeah. In my house, he's Uncle Twain, and I'm proud of that. You already said that, bud. All right. Well, <laughs> I thought this was going to get into the whole the whole uh, contract situation. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to mention that. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, I guess you're going to mention Jose, but uh, I can let you mention it. Do you want me? But yeah, let me. You you go ahead and mention. <laughs> let me. You go let ahead. Let me and let you go ahead and mention. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's a contract regarding the Fast and Furious movies for The Rock and Vin Diesel. Well, and I thought it also extended to other action films that it's a thing where these these action stars have the, this clause in their contracts. Yeah, it does. I think. Yeah. yeah. Where because because it, it came out about Statham too. Right, there's this contract that certain men in Hollywood have as far as their action movies go that they can only be hit. Well, I think it's different for each movie, but with the Fast and mm-hmm. Furious movies, as far as I can remember, it was that none of them could have more hits on the other than right. anyone else. So, like, if if The Rock and Vin Diesel are fighting, they have to land an equal number of punches on each other, and, and they no can't... one can win. Yeah, because... and no one can win. And they can't be like their face can't be brutally affected yeah. by the fight. Yeah, and I think it came out because of the Rock and Vin, and then also it came out because of Statham and the Rock and uh, Vin Diesel's fight in uh, I think it's the seventh one, because yeah. that fight is ridiculous because it's the nothing happens in it. They're just yeah. hitting each other, but nothing happens. And then, in and it. then it ends with Vin Diesel breaking the parking garage. Yeah, so that there is no real winner. Yeah, and then it came out that it also applied to Hobbs and Shaw, and then I think that's when it broke that there's certain yeah. action men in Hollywood who have this rule. And and when you start to look at these action movies, you see that there really is no definitive loser when it's like two action stars. Yeah, and it, I, I hate that because it just means that you're not ever gonna have, you know, like a I don't know, it's ridiculous. Well, anyway, but this feud hasn't ended because I know that that makes it seem like the feud ended because Dwayne Johnson branched off with. Hobbs and Shaw, and it seems like he's not coming back for the ninth Fast and the Furious right? because of the feud. It seems like they've, <clears throat> even though Vin Diesel says that they're, he's Uncle Dwayne, it right. seems like there's, Uncle Dwayne is not invited. There's definitely a, a vibe of Vin Diesel might be a little bit m- mad and envious mm-hmm. that Dwayne Johnson kind of did a spinoff of the Fast right. and Furious movies. And and that he kind of took the spotlight a little bit. Yeah. Because um, really, there can only be one strong bald man at the heart yeah. of every franchise. There can't be two. There can't. No. And now no. there now there's three with Statham in it, and it's oh, like, oh. So this next one is one of my personal favorite encounters <laughs> that two celebrities have had. Yes. The Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey incident. Um. So, this happened during the filming of the movie Batman Forever, where Tommy Lee Jones played Harvey Dent, or Two-Face, and um, Jim Carrey played uh, Ed Nigma, or the Riddler. Yes, Edward Nigma. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones uh, and uh, Jim Carrey, there, it seems their relationship was not uh, as friendly as their characters. It seems that Kerry hasn't been shy in the past about talking how Jones hated working with him. But now the comedy star has gone into more detail on the encounter where Jones' unpleasantness was on full display. One day, during Batman's Forever... Batman Forever's production. Batman's Forever's productions. (laughs) Kerry found out that Jones was eating at the same restaurant as him, and he went to greet his co-star, which caused the blood in Jones' face to drain. Do you want to do... The infamous Jones line, oh. or do you want to do the the carry? I can I can do the carry stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, Carry is saying Jim Carrey's saying, and he got up shaking. He must have been in mid kill me fantasy or something like that, and he went to hug me and he said, "I hate you. I really don't like you." And I said, "What's the problem?" And pulled up a chair, which probably wasn't smart. And he said. I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> nice. 
so it's a great line it's a great line i, I say that to my sanction friends your buffoonery i say that to my friends when they make me mad i just look at oh, them and i'm glad say, you haven't said that to me then max oh no i cannot sanction your buffoonery oh man <laughs> All right. so it seems that in in that strange line he summarized that he, he has disdain for jim carrey um uh but what's even stranger is that Jones expressed disapproval of Carrie's antics before they were going to shoot the biggest scene they had together in Batman Forever. Um, so uh, later, um, Jim Carrey said that it could be possible that the reason he said those things was because... He might have been uncomfortable doing that work. That's not really his style of stuff, and I agree with that. Yeah, and yeah. so I think I think that also... You know, he, Carrie had just gotten off Ace Ventura and mm-hmm. uh, The Mask, and he was this new talent that. Yeah, and he's like that was, the, he's like at the peak of Jim Carrey. Yeah, kind and of so like I think stuff. already Tommy Lee Jones is doing something that he's like, oh, this is this is dumb, and 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 now he's got this guy who's like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I mean, like Tommy Lee Jones has to be playing Two Face. Yeah, and, a bad Two Face. Well. I a mean, bad-looking Two-Face. I mean, look, I I haven't seen these movies, but I... Oh, you haven't? No, but I've watched... Oh, man, uh, you know, you're there's, lucky. There's, a, there's this really good... There's a, hey, there's this really good video essay um, that I'll, that I'll kind of shout out uh, by Patrick H. Willems on YouTube, and he just talks about how to come to appreciate Joel Schumacher's Batman movies. Uh, it's really funny to watch, again, Zack Snyder's Justice League and have people say Batman in a serious tone. Because if you really stop to think about it, it's Batman. It's a guy who calls himself Batman. Anyways, mm. we don't need to get into well, this, just, but I do I think I do he's the most that. serious character ever, and I don't All right, appreciate well, I'm, it. I'm down the road on that, man. <laughs> You're living in a fantasy world. You know, Jose, I, as yes, we've talked man. about these celebrity feuds, I... Mm-hmm. If we had a celebrity feud mm. in ASMR, <laughs> right? What so, um, what would we feud ooh. about? What would we feud are, about? We're we're celebrities because our podcast is taken right. off. Yeah, it's taken off. We're so famous. We're the most so famous, crazy. Famous. We're the most famous celebrities in the world for um, our yeah for our <laughs> for. <laughs> For our podcast, yeah, 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 this yeah. amazing piece of artwork that we yeah. created. Well, it was the ASMR episode that really set us off. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so yeah. now we've had to stick with ASMR, right, for the rest of our careers. For the rest of our careers, we're constantly soft-spoken men. No more yelling. No more laughing loud. No but more maxing out the audio. Max? What's something ridiculous that we could feud about? I'm like I'm think I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like we could build off of the idea of mustard pants. Right? I was gonna say that. Like that's I feel like okay, yeah. Like our egos have gotten to us at this point. Yeah. So here we'll set the scene. But we're still recording a podcast together, pretending right. like we're friends. But this is the episode where everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, like we break and yeah. we actually, but we're we're still maintaining ASMR. So you, the listener, are the the intern. At our AS, at our uh, oh, I thought maybe they were studio. still just being a listener. Oh, oh that's that's fine. Well, but would we put this episode out? Yes. Okay. Hey, um, <sighs> hey, you wanna hey, you wanna not do that right now? We're in the middle of recording. You're gonna you're what? getting that. You're going to get that everywhere, okay? You're going to make a mess. Can we not do no. this right now? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you? Are you? Now, listen. Are you angry about me eating a lunch? Yeah, well, you're, we're in the middle of recording. I haven't eaten lunch. I wish I could just not care about this like you and just start eating in the middle of it. With my disgusting mustard sandwich. You're, are you Richard you, hey, Gere? Look, you're the one. You're the one who wanted to oh, record during lunch. All right. So I, yeah, I I'm think sorry this I'm is devoted to the art. Listen, I'm hey, sorry that I'm devoted to eating. Once you're back, you're gonna get your mustard on me, and we're gonna no, have a real problem. I'm leaning, I'm leaning over my laptop, and I'm I'm pointing at you aggressively with my sandwich in hand. If you get that on my pants, you, these are these are leather, non-breathable pants. Those are all right. Those you're wearing leather pants. More than leather pants. You get you that stole on my, my style. Leather pants. You stole my style. 
No. I was the first one of us to wear leather pants. Back when we first That's made not, it big, I was like, I'm going to wear leather pants. It's going to be my thing. And then you did it first. You don't own first. leather, first off. You don't yeah, because own you leather. bought all the leather. I did do that. If you get the mustard on my pants, you're going to hear about it. Because I will tell you, you got mustard on my pants. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? <laughs> Sorry, I don't speak idiot. Really? Because you do a pretty good I job squeeze, of doing it then, every day. And then, I, and then I take my sandwich in two hands and I wring it out. <laughs> you wring it out over your pants. Okay, a see, now you've, goes on your pants. see now, now, you, now you've done it. Now you've gone over the line. Yeah, am I going to I'm going to tell about you it? about it. Guess what? You got mustard on my pants. Don't know if you were aware, but you did. Yeah, I know. That was my intention. Okay, well, now we got a problem then. So, yeah, what? I'm going to go around and I'm going to tell everybody. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody in the studio, listen to this. Yeah, you, the audio engineer. Max <laughs> stuck a. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm done. I quit. Stuck I quit. A no, I quit. But. No, I quit. Yeah, you can't do yeah this I was to there. Me. I was there. And I said, don't do that. I pants you. I pull down your pants, and your underwear has tiny pictures of ferrets on it. See, that's it. I'm never working with this guy ever again. And you're never going to work right. in this town again, Mr. Ferret Underpants. <laughs> I, I try to elbow you in the, in the head. <laughs> My head's too big. <laughs> it just hurts your elbow. Ow, that, uh, I'm not going to lie, your head's uh, ow, that's a lot bigger I really forced it with steel oh my when gosh. we got big. We your got hammerhead famous. from the Spider-Man comics, the, the mobster hammerhead. <laughs> this won't be the last just... you hear of me, Benyon. And then I storm out. Hang on, let me let me do my storming out noise. I like that I said I was quitting and then you left. Oh, right, yeah. And you slammed, but then we realized you were going to the toilet. Yeah. And you slammed the toilet back. door so hard that people were like, yo. And I and I shout from in there, quietly. I quietly shout, which doesn't make any sense. I'm playing words with friends. <laughs> I send you, a, I continue our words with friends game. So you get a notification. I, I turn, I turn to our to our friend and co-host who who we got to join the show. Once we made it big, I turn to Bellman, and I go, get a load of this guy. And Bellman just looks at me because he doesn't speak. Because he doesn't speak, which is it was interesting that we got him for the podcast. <laughs> and, scene. and scene. I think wow, that's the that scene. Was pretty good. That was I can't wait good. for that to happen to us. Me neither, Jose. I'm really excited. So well. With yeah. that, I think it's time for us to end the show, Max. I think so. I want to say thank you to everyone for sticking with this episode. I know it's a little different, but I think more people should be aware of ASMR and that it's not just a weird sex thing that people think it is. <laughs> it, it almost hey, always man, is. I've, if I've learned anything today, it's that ASMR is also relaxing. It doesn't I'll have what, to be. This is the most relaxing recording I've done, I think. <laughs> I would agree. Let me let me let me check my let me check my heart rate. See what it's at from all this uh this uh, uh what, like, what would you what like how are you checking your heart rate? I have a smart watch. I have an Apple watch. I have a smart watch. Fifty five throughout this entire thing. Is that good? Bad? <laughs> That's good. That's oh. I mean if you get below forty, it's it's concerning, but uh, a resting <laughs> rate of, of fifty fifty to like uh, seventy is pretty good. All right, um, be wrapped anyway, up. yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for telling a friend, to tell your friends and family to listen to the show. Um, uh, we want to thank everybody that's given us a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you yeah. uh, if you give us more five star ratings and write a review, it helps maybe the show one out day, a ton. And may maybe we'll maybe one day Jose will have leather pants and I'll have a reinforced skull and Bellman will be there. And maybe we'll read your reviews on the show. Max, where can people find you? They can find me at maxbenyon.com or maxbenyon on youtube where can they find you jose they can find me at maxbenyon. no wait wait they can find wait. me <laughs> at jose Viajuna. that was a perfect door creak that was my door somebody opened my door but that was like that was like sound that was like wow that's a perfect door creak you got there um people can find me on jose com. they can find me on youtube as Jose Valle Jr. and Animal Productions. They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at j.valle underscore junior and on the podcast Captain's Log with Mason Schrader where we talk about spooky, spooky stuff. 
and they can find the show on Twitter at Max and Jose Pod. They can also write into the show at Max and Jose Pod at Gmail, where they can tell us what strange or interesting sounds or visuals or things uh, give them the the brain tingles, or what That's strange better. celebrity feuds we should know about. What makes you whalemanize? <laughs> what makes you whalemanize? What gives you a brain gasm? And um, uh, what else am I forgetting, Max? Am I forgetting um, something else? I think you're forgetting yeah, a kissner for, for the listeners in in ASMR. That was lovely, Jose. That was a good Thank one. You. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't think I'm going to be able to stop talking like this for the rest it's of the day. Very I'm cool, just going to be talking man. to my parents just like, hey. Um. Hey. Hey. It's me. Max. <laughs> your son. And they're like, yeah, we know. What, what are you doing? Uh, Creston and Abby good. are over and you're like, hey, guys. Cool to have hey, you guys, over. It's Max. Uh, I was wondering, how are you? <laughs> they're like, what? What happened to Max? Mom, do guys, Dad, do you guys want to play Mario Kart with me? Let's play Mario Kart, but let's play A-A-S-M-R. Mario Kart. Let's watch a Baba Ross, if you will. <laughs> and you're playing Mario Kart, and you're just doing it like, like slowly. <laughs> I'm quietly like, and slowly playing Mario Kart. Like Max, your car's not even going forward. And you're I like, get, I get hit with a blue shell, and I go, Oh man. <laughs> That sucks. Aw, rats. <laughs> oh, rats. rats. <laughs> yeah, do that. Tell me how that goes. Right. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs>